when I was in high school, uh, I think it was ninth grade, we had to do like a, you know, basically a book report, like a, a paper on a book. And the book um, assigned was The Color Purple. Mm-hmm. And each person in the group had to choose a different topic from the book to write the oh, paper on. Yeah. So I got incest because it's like a big theme yes. in the book. Okay? Yes, it is. And do you want to know the title of my paper? Incest is best. Nope. It's The Color Purple. And incest, and it was like, if you can't keep it in the pants, keep it in the family. No. That was my title of my paper. And do you want to know the grade I got? An A plus. A plus. <laughs> my teacher was like, yeah, whatever. Your paper was great. Okay. She even what? like put like a star next you to the title little... and was like, question mark? Like, and I had just moved to the school. Like I was new to the school. I had just moved there. And I was like, I don't know. My teacher might just hate this, but I was like, I just have to do it. Carly's our resident expert on incest. So <laughs> Leave the dog alone because the dog didn't do a damn thing. And now you're trying to feed him your body. Shall kill all of your kids. And a dog fish a tampon out of the garbage. And right to pop who are we hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of straight up evil we got katie she's a redhead hi we got carly she's the blonde hiya and i'm jocelyn i'm the brunette this week we are talking about the ladies lady <laughs> we are talking about Dame Eileen Wernos herself. Eileen Carroll? Eileen Carroll. Eileen Carroll. Wernos herself. Mm -hmm. In all her splendor and royalty. Katie's taking the lead on this one. So take it away. Bennifer Aniston. Okay, so we'll just jump right in. So um, so Eileen, she was born Eileen Carroll Pittman. Pittman. Uh, She was born on February 29th, 1956 in Rochester, Michigan. Leap year. Oh, leap she year. Leaped. She yeah, leaped right. You're she right. right it's a leap year birthday. Wow. Yeah. What does that mean? What year was she born? 56. 56. 56. And she apparently her mother had a complicated birth with her, too. And she came out like a ass end first. I forget what it's called. Mm. She came out sideways. No, I don't know. Something breach. <laughs> it was called like well, something. Breach is when you're yeah, like feet breach. first. Right. Yeah. But, it but was when like, you're butt first, which is the thing. It's um, like something yeah. breach yeah. birth or whatever. How about her? How about her mom too? Like how about the so, whole family? Oh yeah. God, yeah, 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 yeah. So okay, so, um, so her Diane, her is her mother, and Diane and Leo Leo Pittman were uh, they eloped in January fifty four. Yeah, Diane, the mother was only fourteen when she had her, and they got married. Like I don't, I know it was the fifties, but like that, I don't Fuck. know why that just like blew my mind. I yeah, was like, that's crazy. And he, like, immediately was just like. Bad news bears. Um, I think she got bad vibes from him from the get-go. But apparently Diane was a little crazy herself as well. So Leo Pittman got into some trouble with the law. And so he goes away to... So he goes. He gets into the army to in order to stay out of trouble. And he so he goes into the army and he leaves. And so Diane's like, okay, this is... I'm going to get out of it. And so she leaves. And she the grandparents end up adopting Keith and... Eileen, so and so Keith is um, Eileen's older, couple years older brother. So Diane leaves without her kids. 
Right. Is what you're saying. Right. So she and she, she leaves the kids with the grandparents. Do the grandparents know that she's never coming back? Well, they they do because they end up adopting the, the kids. It's it's funny too. The trail of adoption for Eileen is just really oh, odd. Oh yeah. <laughs> so Ooh, we'll yeah. get we'll get into that. that but oh, the trail of yeah. adoption. <laughs> yeah. Riddled with adoption in uh, her life. They were only married for two years and two months before um, Eileen was born, and then Diane filed for divorce. Yeah, and she also Eileen also never met her father because he was incarcerated because. I think I'm assuming he got um, incarcerated after he got back from the army. He got into trouble again because he was messing with kids. What do you mean? He sexually abused a little boy. Okay. And he also had sex with an underage girl as well. Gotcha. Cute. I think she was a little more than underage too. I I think she was like a kid. So. Well, he got a 14 year old pregnant. Yeah. So So. there's that. So he's away. He's incarcerated. So Eileen never met him. So that's again, that's one of our very first like signs of Eileen's hatred for men. So she's so she's now with her grandparents and her grandparents had two kids as well. So there were four of them. Eventually, her grandma dies from a, from an illness and then it's just the grandpa and he's just like a really angry man. He was a bad drunk, he was extremely physically and and sexually abusive. However, I will say some specials said that he like molested her and like fucked with her, but then other thi- um things don't mention it at all. Mm-hmm. So that's very interesting. So I don't know how factual that is mm-hmm. but it is mentioned in some and not in others but either way he definitely like either way her. he beat the crap mm-hmm. out of her mm-hmm. and he used to make her undress when he would beat her mm-hmm. fully undressed so she would always be naked which i feel like that's kind of mm-hmm. a little sick. red flag like yeah like it's one thing to make her pull her pants down but to take all of your clothes mm-hmm. off and there was a neighbor there was a neighbor witness in the neighborhood when she was young that saw her being beat by him so that was Rough again, another sign of um, a bad male in her life. Mm-hmm. In the neighborhood, they have friends. They have this place called the Pits, where they all go to hang out and like smoke and drink and party. And she started doing crazy things right from an early age. So t- at t- by ten, she lost age ten. She lost her virginity and was giving blowjobs for cigarettes and cash. She was the one that all the boys lost their virginity to. But then they were all really mean to her, mm-hmm. and they obviously would just like. Use like her. threw rocks at her and yeah. stuff. Yeah, and like would use her for sexual, like for to get their sexual virginity, like to lose it. And then they would just act like she was nothing, you know? So I just, yeah, this is, this is something that I just want to point out. I feel like a lot of times girls, especially young girls who are promiscuous, obviously it's terrible. She got rocks thrown at her and they treated her awful. But like, I think too often in these stories, we assume that the, the girl isn't enjoying herself. I really, I really wonder how much she was like. Oh, she was a promiscuous girl and she was into it. She was into it. And I think it's also like, well, I have power in this. Right. Right. Power of the pussy. She's, she's getting hers. She's having a good time. That's a really good point. Yeah. At age 14, well, age 13, 14, she gets knocked up. She claims that it was an older man that was friends with her grandfather, a neighbor in the um, neighborhood that apparently all the kids would go hang out there. But there is no evidence or proof of who the actual father is. There's stipulation that it could have been the grandfather himself. There's stipulation that it could have been her brother. There's stipulation that it could have been any of the many boys that yeah, she like was she having sex with. Yeah, she could have no idea. So there's absolutely no, yeah, they don't know who the father is. And and the, the baby was immediately given up for adoption. So they sent her away to... Um, 
to a unwed mother's uh, facility for her to give birth to the baby because obviously the the grandfather was extremely upset o- about it. And so this is where almost every special I watched says that she, this is where she really went downhill was when after she had the baby and they immediately gave the baby up for adoption. Mm-hmm. And so that's also another reason why even still to this day, they don't know the biological father mm. because the kid was given up for adoption. Yeah. So they don't know mm-hmm. anything. It was after she gave birth to the baby that her grandmother died. So I think her grandmother was still alive Mm -hmm. during that time. Then she dies and then grandpa's pissed about it and he kicks her out. 1971, she heads west and she goes to Colorado. And during this time, she's, you know, she's still young and she was she was decent looking. So no one says that she was like stunningly, you know, gorgeous or anything. But she wasn't crummy. But she wasn't completely busted. Mm -hmm. Like in her young years, she was still attractive. She had blonde hair. Sure. She was she could she could make decent money prostituting because she still had the looks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me just say this really quick as a PSA to our listeners. If you are under 25, you're great, babe. You just you put your bikini on and just strut around because you look fantastic. Wear a bikini every day of the year if you want to. You (laughs) look great. Yep. You look great. You look great. Things start happening. She starts getting in trouble. So she's arrested all these times for disorderly conduct, larceny, petty larceny, theft, robbery. She keeps getting arrested and keeps getting arrested. Now, this is serial killer 101, right? Like mm-hmm. they, the this record. is the, this yeah. is where you start seeing the devious behavior in the robbery mm-hmm. and the breaking and entering and the kind of, ed- so she's escalating really. Colorado, she gets a DUI and then, yeah, later she got charged with failure to, to appear for that because she never went to court. <laughs> Eileen Morneau strikes me as the type of person that gets a ticket on her car and just rips it up. Yep. You know? Yep. And it's like, it's not. It's not the window. It's not yep. like, that's not like the only physical record of it. Like they will right. come after you, but she does. Yeah. She's yep. very outlaw. Yes. She's an outlaw. Rebel. Total she's rebel. She's like a. Um, Stick it to the man. She's an old school, like fucking Wild West. Six yes. shooter. Yes. Wild, like, Wild West. Yeah, she is. <laughs> In 76, she hitchhikes to Florida. And there she meets 69-year-old Yacht Club president, Louis Gratz Fell. Mm. And they got married. My name is Louis Gratz Fell, <laughs> and I'm the Yacht Club president. Okay, they were married for nine months because this was her, so this was Eileen's, like, maybe first chance to have, like, a normal life. So was she With Eileen dude 60 years old? Carol Wernos Gratz Fell? Yes. Oh, yes. Nice. No, I don't know. Pittman. It would Pittman at that point. Yeah. Eileen. She wasn't Wernos Carol, yet. Pittman, Wernos, Gretzfell. Yacht Club vice president. <laughs> First lady of the Yacht Club. Yeah. yeah. So while she's married to him, she keeps going to the bar and having confrontations. And she goes to jail for assault. And then she decides to just, you know, beat Lewis with his own cane. And she just beat <gasps> the shit out of him. I did me? not know that. No. no. Yes. Real. True story. She beat him with his own cane. Again. And he took a restraining again. order. Mm-hmm. He took a restraining order out against her. Wow. Okay. We're gonna and we're gonna see this again as we get into the crimes. Like this is her like taking something of the man's mm-hmm. and then turning it around. around yes. yes. Then she goes, so then they get divorced. Then she goes back to Michigan and she gets arrested in Michigan shortly after this for throwing a cue ball at the bartender's head. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. She okay, is okay, feisty. Okay, okay. Shortly after this divorce, she's back in Michigan and Keith dies. Her brother dies of mm-hmm. lung cancer. And I that- also read a few things about her trying to go visit him in the hospital. 
Did you oh, read no, this? Oh no, I didn't. Mm-mm. She was trying to go visit him in the hospital, and she. This is from like this is from her time when she's incarcerated. She's talking about like mm, the death of her brother yeah. and like all this. She fucking tells so many different and fucking trying stories. To go visit him and trying to go visit him and being like, they didn't think I was. They wouldn't let me see him and all this stuff. And you start to wonder like how fucking inebriated she was, yes. or like wrecked and and in your face she was that even the hospital staff would be like you can't be in here well think about this when she's telling the story okay mm-hmm. like i didn't see this particular part but i saw her talking about a million other things uh-huh. and she's incarcerated so she's stone cold sober yeah and she's going off the way she goes off so imagine if she's under exactly. any influence of anything going, imagine what she was just like going off you know? the fucking deep any, end you know, yeah. dude and sometimes She's like well, completely. The story's this way, and then it's like completely, completely over other. here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so now her, yeah. So her brother dies. She does not handle it well because obviously he was like one of the closest people in her life. So she starts drinking and drug using so very heavily. So what this does, obviously, in such a short span of time, is it starts to take a real toll on her body. So if you see any pictures of her of her in her thirties, it's like. It ain't right. Yeah. Again, ladies, it ain't under right. 25. Don't do meth. Put your bikini on right now. Just put it on right now. <laughs> and, and walk just, around the and house. Just strut around because you're good. <laughs> so she did receive a $10,000 life insurance uh, pension from the death of her brother. Okay. But she had uh, some fines to pay. Oh, <laughs> you think? Shocking. This is shocking. Did she pay the fines? Yes, she did. She she had a hundred dollar a hundred and five dollar fine for a drunk driving thing Can that you she paid. Imagine if the and she paid some other for fees for drunk driving were a hundred and five. Yeah, that was nineteen seventy six ish. Yeah, so she used that money to pay a bunch of the expenses off, and then she also bought a new car, which she immediately wrecked afterwards. <laughs> This bitch. Oh this bitch. God. She's something. So is she in Florida? She's in Florida. She's yes. in Florida. So now? she gets okay. arrested in Edgewater for armed robbery of a convenience store because she stole thirty-five dollars <gasps> and two packs of cigarettes. Oh, oh no. An armed god. robbery for thirty-five dollars. Yep. Oh my god. She is exactly like the she, outlaw. She just, is. I'm just doing me. She, she also she had a um, car theft in Miami, for resisting arrest, obstruction of justice for providing identification that was bearing her aunt's name. Okay. Now, they fi- also find a 38 caliber revolver and a box of ammunition in her stolen car, right? So she she gets fucked up and she decides to shoot herself. She shot herself in the abdomen, okay, with, the, with this pistol. I did not know this. Yes. And she literally went to the hospital and she's like, this is like the fifth time I've tried to kill myself. And they're just like, well, you did a really bad job because you like totally <laughs> missed. Yep. Oh my god! Obviously, so many fucking red flags. But mind you, like people are just like, oh, that's just meh, whatever, just crazy, Eileen. Like, don't you think after all of these charges and all of these things that you would start to really get a hint that like this person is really dysfunctional? But here's the thing, exactly. Who is there to say? Who is there to think? Because she, there is nobody, and And she's all over the place. Like that's part her upbringing and part like destructive behavior yeah like you yeah, just yeah, yeah, don't yeah. have any like she started with no one and then if anyone probably even tried she would have pushed them away anyway. totally yeah. quinny totally. speaking of bikinis she also robbed a store at gunpoint in a bikini ladies well. under 25 yes. <laughs> get a gun no, <laughs> no. 
No, I'm kidding. Go to the liquor I'm store. Kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Wow. In a bikini, huh? Yep. That's one way to do that it. That was another one. Yes. Yeah. So, so also then it's really funny. So she, and um, mind you too, she dated, she's dating men mm-hmm. still at this point. And then in her interviews, she tells people that she became a lesbian, right? So mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. turned gay air quotes air quotes yes so her so and her friends talk about this a lot too so there's now there's one friend named dawn has stuck by her side since day one dawn botkins dawn botkins okay yep is like her home girl an interview with her is very interesting in that she's like they didn't have gay people when i was they weren't invented invented And and Nick's like, where do you think they've been? And she's like, well, they weren't around me. Did you have gay people when you were in school? He's like, well, yeah, I'm sure I did. But then he's like, we're British. Like, we invented those people. Yeah. It's like us and the Greeks. Wow. And she's like, they weren't invented yet. They weren't. We didn't it's have only them like around. 10 years ago. What? She gays. Says. We don't have gays. I thought that was very interesting. But I'm not going to lie. Unbelievable. I'm not going to lie. I kind of like Dawn a little bit. I like her a little bit. <laughs> There's something about her, man. I feel like there's something about her. She's like that backwoods. She's yeah. very accepting and also not accepting. At right, all. right, right, right. <laughs> She's like, Eileen, you crazy. Yeah. But you know what? It's cool. Yeah. yeah. It's like, cool. You know, I didn't but ask. But there aren't any gays, yeah. though. Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> and I didn't ask about her murders, you know? She I, just came back with a bunch of money and just, and cigarettes and we just, and drugs, and we just did them. Unbelievable. We just Unbelievable. fucking did them together. She's her ride or die. Okay. So we're going to dive right in. So, so she, like I said, she becomes a lesbian. Um, she's going to biker bars all the time in Florida. I cannot wait till we get to the end when she gets busted too, because I have to tell you about Katie and how she met her. Katie met her. Okay. <gasps> yep. True story. What? Yes. We will get to it. So crazy. I have cold, I have cold chills just saying it. I have cold chills. Okay. So she meets Tyra Moore. So Tyra Moore comes into her life. She claims Tyra Moore is her first real true love. Like the person that she loved more than anyway, they get really close. They, um, hitchhike together they they camp in hotels together they camp in the woods together they're doing things together uh she's around age 33 however uh obviously her continuous temper like seeps continues to seep through you know and um tyra notices that she's got a real real anger issues yeah um and tyra starts to build like a little bit of a fear uh towards her so this is where the killing shortly begins after. So her and Ty Ty are going all over the place. And drifting, drifting lifestyle. Yep. And Eileen goes out and she has an encounter with this 51-year-old named Richard Mallory. They got they drank a bunch and they talked. They spent like most of the night together. And she ends up shooting him four times in the chest and the back. And she took his took his car. <clears throat> she takes his car. She goes back to her airstream, goes in the airstream and says, Tyra. I shot someone. And Tyra's like, no, you didn't. And she's like, no, really. I did. And Tyra's like, well, shit. Damn. And then she's like, but I didn't really believe her at first because I didn't really think she had it in her. She's like, but then also I was a little scared if she did do it because she does have a bad temper and I didn't want to make her mad. (laughs) Even though I think you're right, Quinny. Like, I think 
Ugh. Tyra was really not someone to fuck with, but I think she very much like put on a facade Ugh. in her defense, saying that she was like this big softy. We like, are dealing you with ain't. two trash piles of human beings. Exactly. Yeah. Like they yeah. are and, not and good you know people. I don't they're not say, good people. No, they're not. And you know what? You're right. And I don't want to say that Tyra had anything to do with the murders, but I'm sure she fucking knew about them. Let she it fucking happen. knew that these cars were fucking stolen, that she's cruising around with Eileen. Yeah. In. Like Let she it happen. She was just as she much. Knew what Eileen was about. She was just as much fucking guilty. And yep. you know what? I honestly think that she should have been punished as well. Yeah. I really she, do. And she's, she's, even if it was in some facet, like I just don't yeah. think it's right that she just got away. No, so it's whatever. So, so first is Richard Mallory. He was 51. Then next we have David Spears. He was 43. Then Charles Karskadon, who was 40. Then Peter Sims, who is 65. Then Troy Burgess, who is 50. Then Charles this is my favorite one. Dick. Humphreys, who is 56, and then Walter Gino Antonio was her final um, one, 62. She stole from Peter Sims. He was the fourth victim. She stole his car. They found his car. Peter Sims is the one body that they didn't find. Mm -hmm. So creepy. Where is Peter Sims? So she killed seven and she went to trial for six. And she right. got convicted right. for she six. She could live for him. Right. Because they never Nobody. found Nobody. his fucking. Which is interesting because there's other people who have been convicted without finding, for murder, without right. finding the body. So it's this thing called, if you guys, if if anybody out there listening wants a good, wants a real scare and a really good wrongful conviction story, check out The Innocent Man on Netflix. It's John Grisham's. Oh, he wrote yeah. a book about it, but this is Netflix's series about the book. It's fantastic. Um, but what, that's called corpus delecti. Mm. When they can prove that Every sign points to murder. Mm -hmm. If you don't have the body, you can take people to trial. Mm -hmm. In the case of the innocent man, the, it leads to a wrongful conviction. Yeah, so she always left the body separate from the car, so they would always find the cars like abandoned somewhere else. And then that's what she did is like they would use the car for like a week. Like a joyride. Yes. Like, oh and God. like steal shit and like it's get guns so, and like do things and then just drop the car somewhere. It's so like little kid. Yeah, it's so young. It it's really so is. Like every victim was shot with a 22 caliber handgun. Then she just starts to get really sloppy. She goes to a pawn shop to sell one of the one of the victims shit, and she leaves a th her thumbprint, huge giant thumbprint on a pawn ticket on a pawn shop ticket. So they start to put everything together. They found a shit ton of her DNA all over shit. Mm -hmm. So she yeah, because she wasn't trying to like sneak in and do stuff. Like right. she was just unabashedly she was straight up like, I'm um, this, this. Yep. Now, side note, really quickly, what is really interesting if, is that if you do look at the history of these men, a lot of them, not a lot of them, a couple of them have histories. Mm -hmm. The first one in particular, no Siri, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> Jesus, back off. God, uh, it is, fuck you, Siri. It is A not, and B conversation. It's not straight up evil with Carly, Katie, Jocelyn, and, and Siri. Okay. okay. Thanks, Apple. Okay. God. So, yeah. So, Richard Mallory, if you look him up, he had uh, charges for um, sexual assault. Mm -hmm. He had charges for pedophilia. He had charges for a bunch of shit. Then there's another one. Troy Burris had, had a little bit of a history. So, so that's interesting in that sense. Mm -hmm. It's kind of where, uh, how, it's kind of up in the air as to whether these men were completely decent. I mean, right. who is completely decent? But you know what I'm saying? They all have a little bit of a, of a history, a little bit of a secrets in their skeletons, in their closet, if you will. Now, this is because Eileen is claiming 
self-defense, right? She's claiming that she was... Initially, at right. first. Okay, so... For her very first confession. So and the only reason she confessed is because Tay-Tay called her, Tay-Tay called her, mm-hmm. and was like, I'm scared. She was like, Eileen, I'm scared. Yeah. I'm real scared. And she's like, they're coming to my family, and they're talking to my family, and blah, blah, blah. And Eileen's like, you know, if I have to confess, I will. You You're know? not going to go to jail. Exactly. Make sure you don't go to and jail. And so now She's I will surprised. say her biggest goal and priority was to protect Tyra. So she immediately goes and has a three-hour fucking confession. But, like, obviously, the police are already, like, suspecting her. Right. Yeah. They already you know, they know Like, her. they already know. But this is, like, over. But the thing is, is that all of these deaths happened over, like, 12 months, Right. Dude. Very short span. I think it's kind of long, if you think. Because she's a just year? on yeah. a bat. She's not, like, this, like, sly, like, I'm going to sneak in somewhere and, like, no, kill someone and hide the body and nobody knows. Like, she's, no, she's just, like, boom, bender. boom. Kill, kill. Right. She's on a, like, killing spree bender yeah. over a year. And yeah. they finally, like, are figuring out. Exactly. I think that's a long time. No. It is. You're right. And you know what? And the way they finally caught her so the way they finally busted her was in a bar called uh the last resort it's in volusia county it was in daytona florida okay katie was in the bar no yes and eileen was at the bar and katie went up for a drink with her thick new york accent and eileen looks over at her and goes you're a yankee to katie not even 20 or 30 minutes later, Katie had to, everybody was rushed out of the bar because they, the cops were about to bust. The SWAT team. She didn't realize at the time who it was. She didn't realize until then years later, she found out she was at the last resort and it was the bar that she was fucking busting. I am wow. shook by this news. I wow. cannot even You're a Yankee. handle this. You're a Yankee, that she yelled at amazing. her. amazing. So yep, so they bust her there. So then she does this crazy show, like uh, confession, just like really out there. It was a three-hour confession and then she's and like we said she was charged she's charged with so that at this point she's charged with six counts of murder what's interesting during her trial time is it was um right during re-election time for like the governor jeff bush mm-hmm. or whatever his name is jeb jeb, jeb bush thank you um oh god jeb. jeb also it was a time when because she was the first recorded se- female yeah. serial mm-hmm. killer mm-hmm. People were trying to pay people off. Like there were some cops that were involved in the investigation that had had been investigated for uh, selling her story for books mm-hmm. and movie deals to Hollywood. It's really shady. There's it some is. Shady, oh, yeah. shady, shady shit, shit that went yes. down. Yes. So yeah, she's you know at this point she's like exhausted her automatic appeals. She's like diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. However, they still said that she was like sane enough. Like the psychiatrist. Mm. Mm-hmm. said that she, oh she's fine they, i think they gave her a 15 minute evaluation and they're like oh she's good she's cool like you know no worries she wasn't like mentally unfit or anything right then here comes arlene prowley so arlene prowley which i just don't really get like is she just like a fangirl is she like a diehard fangirl i was i'm so confused by her but either way she becomes obsessed with eileen in the case arlene prowley was a friend of a woman who ran into eileen in the grocery store about two weeks before she was apprehended. Shut up. The woman in the grocery store saw the police sketch that had been put out because what happened was once these murders started happening, a lot of people started coming forward and saying, hey, there are these two lesbians in this stolen car. Like this couple who we saw joy. And I mean, again, they're joyriding and then crashing vehicles and you notice a car crash. Yes. Yes. So when they abandon them, they're not careful about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a police sketch that's circulating around Florida You're that's right. like these two of them. And so that this police woman, sketch came after they got into an accident that yep. the police arrived on the scene. Yeah. Right. So they didn't right, get right, away right. in time. No. Right. 
<laughs> so there's a sketch going around Florida. It's being posted publicly. It's on the news. Did you see the sketches? And this, no, yeah, I didn't. There's oh something. My God. There's something. Yeah. Are they like Tyra with the hat? And yeah. The- oh. Oh, I didn't see that one. I did see that. And one. She looks yes. like a boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see um, Eileen. Creepy. The, it is. It is. She looks skeletal. Um, she does. So they, the this woman saw the sketches. And then they're on the news, they're in, posted all over the town, and then she saw Eileen in the grocery store, and she gave Eileen, this is before she's even caught, she sees her, she gives her the phone number of Arlene, and says, give her a call, maybe you can make some money. Right, so she did it all for, she did it all she for publicity and fame and um, her story. story. And the Within ink drawings, the first right? 72 hours yes. after she was apprehended, for sixty bucks a month, and she was gonna um, start <laughs> for the rest of her all life. Of her ink drawings, and she was gonna sell mm-hmm. them like she was gonna make like a gift mm-hmm. shop mm-hmm. before she's even caught. And literally, this woman who saw her in the grocery store doesn't tell the cops that she saw right. her. She right. was just like, "Hey, maybe you can make some money." Another- and Arlene is a born again Christian, yes, which brings a whole, whole other element of what element. I could yeah. go into exactly for hours. hours. Me too. And so, exactly, you're exactly right. So this fucks up Eileen because and fucks up her trial, frankly, because she's. Still Starts being like, I'm not going to talk to you unless Arlene's here. I'm not going to talk to you unless you get me, Arlene. I'm not going to do anything, blah, blah, blah. I will only do this interview for $25,000. So it just becomes like a real issue. And like her attorneys and her defenders are like, you know. She had Dr. Legal. Dr. Legal. Oh, my God. That dude. They keep, you know, they keep, so they... They just keep giving her death sentences after death sentence after death sentence. And finally, it gets to the point where she's like, okay, I'm ready to die. I'm over this, you know, finally. And so what she does is at this point is she changes her story. And so and we see this and we this see happens a lot. Like people yep, are totally. on death row and they're like, just do I'm it. Done. Yeah, just do it. So she changes the story. So this is, and this is also where Nick comes into play a lot because, you know, he got to interview her so much. He just got to interview her like more than anybody. And I think that she kind of liked him. Yeah. She would like come in. She'd be like, hey, Nick. Oh my God. How are you? I know. Like, oh. Well, because he did two documentaries on her. He did the first one. Eileen Warnos, the selling, the selling of a serial, serial killer, killer. which yes. is fascinating, by which the way. So you good. can find it; it's great. Yeah, it's great. They go to the last resort, so she's like known him for years at this rate, and she like definitely opens up to him. I feel like, but then again, he tries to get her to mention some things, and she just won't. She like, won't. I am not talking about the victims. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the cops and their yeah. corruption, yeah, and all the things that they did to me while I was in there, yeah, like that. Her fucking. Uh, intercom in her thing was a computer yes. and she thought they were spying oh, on her. Oh yeah, conspiracies everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Then she started saying like that the guards were doing shit to her and people were fucking with her trying to kill her. All this shit. Good old Nick Broomfield. What did she say when she got the the death sentence, the first death sentence? It's a very famous quote. Her last words? No, when she got her first death sentence. I think I have. Oh, yeah. She's like, she said, when um, she's like, I hope you get raped in the ass. I hope you and your wife and your children all get raped in the ass. Yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, so Ooh. you're right. So that's another thing that's yeah. happening too is that every time that they thought maybe just lashing she, out, just, just going nuts and saying the craziest shit. Okay. Oh so God. this was her last interview. Up to you, man. Can you hear it? a big question mark on your film. Just before we came here, we met with your with your mother, Diane. 
You met with my brother and Diane? Your, I could your do. mother. Oh, mother. My, my mother, Diane, let me tell you something. She plucked me out of her belly, left me with my grandparents, and we never knew her. So tell that damn whore I could give a fuck if she even had me. She had me and left to Texas. And my mom, my dad, Barry, Keith, Lori, all of us never saw her ever again. Except at funerals. My mom's funeral, my dad's funeral, my brother's funeral. And if she's at mine, probably be spitting on her. Care less. I don't give a damn about that whore. Well, she, she asked I don't you, know her. I never she, even knew her. She asked you for your forgiveness. She can go to hell. She didn't have any of my forgiveness. I don't know. I don't even know her. Don't even want to know her. My only interview concerns are about cops letting me kill. Letting letting me letting me kill. Me kill. So if you don't ask me about that, I'm going to cut this interview. Okay. You killed seven men. Yes, and I'm did. asking you, what got you to kill the seven men? And I'm men? telling you, because the cops let me keep killing them, Nick. Don't yeah, you not, get it? Not everybody is killing seven people. So there must have been something in you that was getting you oh, to do Oh, you that. are lost, Nick. So I was a hitchhiking hooker. Right. Running into trouble. I shoot, shoot the guy if I ran into trouble. Physical trouble. Oh, well. But why not say now? Because I'm... Out of retaliation for taking my life like Dirty. this and getting rich off it all these years in, in total pathological lying. Yeah, thanks a lot. I lost my fucking life because of it. Couldn't even get a fair trial. Couldn't even get a fair investigation or nothing. Couldn't even have my appeals right. You sabotaged my ass society and the cops and the system. A raped woman got executed. It was used for books and movies and shit. Bladder climbs, re-election, everything else. I got fifth finger in all your faces. Thanks a lot. You're inhuman. You're an inhumane bunch of fucking living bastards and bitches. And you're going to get your asses nuked in the end. And pretty soon it's coming. She's not wrong. I mean, and like, why did she pull that year out of it? You know what I mean? She isn't wrong. She's and, I, and, so, wrong. and so she's I not. will say that. Uh, uh, and so, yeah. So I think that that is the one thing that I think that maybe she didn't get the most fair trial just because initially it was self-defense. And then it changed because finally she was like, you know, you motherfuckers have had me on death row for so long. I'm done. Like, I'm not going to say shit now. And so she didn't. She and like took back the self-defense. She took completely. it completely. She was like, I just did it because I wanted to. Yeah. So kill me now, please. And she's like, kill me because I'll continue to kill. Yeah. I'll, oh, Eileen will find a way to always kill. You bastards and bitches. Uh, we forgot to say, Arlene, did we say that she actually adopted her? Yes, Arlene right. Adopted the adoption her. trail. She straight up adopted, adopted She was only nine years older than yes. Eileen. Okay. Yes. She adopted her. Yeah. And then did you see the article that was like, if it was the LA Times, she was like, Arlene Prail or whatever her last name is, finally figured out what it is to have, be a mother's love because she finally was able to hug her daughter. Yeah, I was like, thing, what? The whole is thing happening? was a, it was a freaking hoax, dude. So oh crazy. Oh my God. Freaking crazy. So she died on October 29th, 2002. She was 46 years old and she died of lethal injection. She had KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken, for her last for her last meal, and her last words were this. Her strange final words. I'll be back like Independence Day with Jesus. June 6th, like the movie. Big mothership and all. I'll be back. 
I'll be back like Independence Day. What? Oh, yeah. And then Dawn was like, you won't never forget her, will you? From she had the last word. That's what Dawn said. She we had won't the, forget her. She had the last word. We won't. No, we will not forget her. So I also told Justin I had a dream that I was a lesbian. Because <laughs> Did I, you? Yeah, because I watched so many specials. Did you? About her. And Dawn's. And, um, Did you find your tie? Yeah, I found Did my you, tie tie. tie Oh, my God. I will say this. I mean, she just committed heinous crimes abound, okay, and just had no remorse of no. any kind. No. At, not, not a single drop of remorse for one second of her life. However, I will say this. That woman, her whole existence was just the shittiest Terrible. deal of all deals. It like, really was. oh my God. Like, of not of course, but like, of course she's going to become this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. No, it's not right. Those poor victims' families, like all that just horrible. It's tragic, of course. And, you know, even if the dudes weren't necessarily great, like still sucks that they got murdered. Yeah. But this woman, her, every moment of her entire life was just the shittiest shit. She you never know? had a sing singular good man in her life. She never had a singular good person in her Ever. life. She Ever. lived in the woods. She, you know what I mean? Like she was raped and she was, I don't, I, you know, the whole self-defense thing. She later even said, like, I took it back. It did happen, but I took it back because I just wanted to be killed faster. Yep. So like, I'm sure that, you know, definitely when she was like, you know, being a sex worker, shit did happen to her. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, oh, for sure. Holy geez. 100%. That's yeah. me. I don't like, you know condone anything she did but no right damn, and, you know you know they're, they're you know and you're right and there's probably people that had it even way worse than that mm, and they mm -hmm. still didn't murder people right and but, they don't become murderers. but you're absolutely right it, it it's a huge Ugh. factor on that yeah i mean god i feel like if i was raped by men for my whole life i'd probably want to kill men too you know? like and like obviously like even if the psychologist said she was fit to stand trial like which fine but like she had a lot of a lot of mental issues so we got final thoughts on eileen be a better murderer, dude. <laughs> oh Hide your fucking evidence. Oh my god! Don't leave. But that was, you know. But she just owned it. She was like, "I am who I, did I am. I'm gonna do it the way I'm gonna do I it." I saved a lot just, of women, other women, from right? being raped. Ugh. She said. Yeah. What are your just. final thoughts? In the case of Richard Mallory, in the case of her first victim, I do think that you know, in, over the course of her confession. She, what we see in Monster and what we see in the dramatizations of this is that he he handcuffed her and tried to anally rape her mm -hmm. is part of her first original story. That's the first, mm -hmm. like, that's part of her first confession. And, and he Richard, had a history. Richard Mallory, he, he, did, he, did, he did have a history. I, I don't know. I honestly don't know if any of the men that she killed honestly picked her up thinking that she was a hooker. Right. And some of them, especially David Spears, yes. the, the second victim, I really, it doesn't make sense for her to have been picked up by him. I I do think that there was a... Sometimes she played the damsel in distress. She would act, yeah, um, she would stand in the middle of the street and, my, and act yep. like she was something was wrong. Get in and the these car men would pull them. over and say, what's wrong? Are you okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah, get in the car with them and then... And then you know, because of her upbringing, because of all the abuse that she endured, I do think that because they picked her up at all, she Every was like... Every man was a bad man. She was... I do think she just thought, like, you must have some sort of bad intention because nobody just picks up right. somebody on the side of the but road. But do we think, like, However, the first one was, like, the switch for it I all, you know? Right, like, I bet, I bet Mallory did do something. Yeah. That well, she maybe said made that her he what, didn't want to get naked. 
that he just wanted to unzip his pants. And she was not okay with that. She was like, you get naked and I get naked because... Mm-hmm. That's how the fuck it goes down. That's how it goes down. And also, like, you can't hide anything. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. have anything in your pocket. You don't have any... If you're naked and I'm naked, where are you going to mm-hmm. get your weapon from? Mm-hmm. So I think that's com- that's pretty common for sex work to say, no, yeah. we're both going to get naked right. yeah. because you take can't, your fucking clothes. Yes. You can't yeah. take advantage of the situation if we're both naked. Right. You know? right. Or, or right. it'll be more difficult. You know? Right. I wonder, like, I really wonder what would have happened if we didn't get her after seven. Yeah. If it just kept going on, I think she would have started doing some more escalation behavior. Like, I think she might have started doing, uh, you know, just just getting into it more. Eileen Wernos never had a chance. No, No, she she did not. She just never did. She She never never had a chance and she grabbed at any sort of power or leg up that she could possibly get. Mm -hmm. And it's just another example of our society creating these people. Yes. Straight up evil. Straight up evil. Moral of the story is like, call your friends. See what they're doing. Tell tell your friends. Tell your friends you love love them. Don't have your first sexual experience with your brother. Listen. Also. You can experiment. If you can help it. Yeah. You can experiment. I How mean, do we even know? Like, yeah. we just don't, we don't. know. We, don't we just know. don't know. Just, just yeah. a lot. It's so fucked up. Read Carly's paper on incest for there more it is. information. I'll, yeah. Um, <laughs> Straight up evil. Who are we co- who are we covering next week? It's my guy. Is it a guy? What? Joshua uh, Phillips. Joshua Phillips. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed our episode yeah. today. Eileen, Eileen, and a pistol, and a pistol, go and a steal pistol, some cars, and, and go kill the dudes, <laughs> and go watch Independence Day, cut, and cut your hair into a mullet, oh god, mulletization.